Hello, my friends. It's great to get with you again this week. Thank you for allowing me that honor. I am Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey. And a big cat swamp road welcome to all of you. Or if you've never listened before, welcome to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, heard exclusively on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio. I like to say that we get together in a farm shop, but in actuality, I record now a farmhouse here in Warren County every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. Before we get going, I have to give a shout out to a few listeners. For those that may not know, I have a map in my office with push pins in it, identifying where my audience is from. I love being able to find out where you guys listen from. All you need to do is email me at hotrodfarmer at farmmachinerydigest.com and give me your name. It could be your first name, your last name. You could tell me a little bit about yourself. It's all 100% up to you. I just want to get a lot of push pins in this map. Well, this week, I want to announce that Frank Ellefson listens to my Idle Chatter podcast all the way from Norway. He is a welder by trade, but has a pretty cool girlfriend with some equally cool sisters. The girls all drag race. They're right up my alley, right? Two run drag bikes, and the other a super comp dragster on methanol. There is no denying that they are a crew of hot rod farm hers. Now, I also have a push pin in Truckee, California, thanks to Marshall Hass. He is a Michigan boy that has lived on the shaky side as the truckers used to call it, for about 20 years now. Truckee is a gorgeous area, and whenever I go to Lake Tahoe, I always make sure I take the back road through Truckee. It's the only way to get to Tahoe. Only, only way. And last but far from least, we have Joff and Sally McMullen from Atwood, Ontario. They dairy farm there, and I am thankful that they listen to my Idle Chatter podcast while working on their place. Oh, I almost forgot. I ran into my second youngest listener the other day, Sam Santini Jr. from Stewartsville, New Jersey, at an agronomy clinic I attended put on by my friend Darren Hefty. Hey, it was good to see you, Sammy. You're looking great. Hefty has decided to come east with their line of corn and soybean seeds and their unique genetics, along with their line of biological seed treatments, which I am excited about for my sweet corn crop. Well, I best get going now, right? We had a neighbor, Al Wolf, who put in my septic system when Charlotte and I built our house here on the farm. Sadly, he passed away about two years ago. The family had suffered so many hardships, with Al and his wife burying two young children a year apart from each other due to leukemia. In one year, Al lost two children and his both parents. Talk about the trials of Job. And if that were not enough, he got his hand caught in a hay baler and lost that. None of these tragedies dimmed his zest for life or his ability to drive a dump truck and operate with precision and smoothness the case backhoe that he loved. With just a nub, a nub on his arm where his hand used to be, Al would swing the boom on that 580 hole like an experienced surgeon would wield a scalpel. Al did not operate a machine. He performed a ballet with it, despite his physical handicap. Al operating a backhoe was the epitome of smooth, or as we like to say in engineering, analog. 
When it comes to controls on farm equipment or engines, they can either be analog, like Al, or digital, not like Al. Today, the industry throws around the term pulse width modulated. But what does that really mean to you, the guy with the checkbook buying the equipment? So sit tight through the break, and when you hear this New Jersey accent again, I will be discussing PWM, pulse width modulated circuits, and how they differ from analog ones. But never forget, agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. Sirius XM is the home to the best in podcasts, including Toxic, the Britney Spears story. I'm Babs Gray. I'm Tess Barker. We're comedians. Britney fans. And Britney investigators. What do we want? Britney! Guardianship and conservatorship are really like a nuclear option. You press a button and everything is gone. It's opened our eyes to the flawed legal system that's allowed this to happen. We'll dive deeper than anyone ever has. Toxic, the Britney Spears story is available now on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. Hi, Ray Bohax here, a hot rod farmer from New Jersey. I invite you to please get with me this Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Farm Machinery Digest Radio, where steel and soil meet. I will go over the basics of a pulse-width modulated circuit that is commonly found on modern farm equipment, exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147, with a replay Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. This is Justin Mills, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the sustainability of our beef industry. Plus, we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook, and the captain, Tim O'Byrne, with Working Ranch Magazine, will offer his thoughts in Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM. I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. We know this past year has been challenging in many ways, but as agriculture continues to adapt, we are right there with you. From markets to weather, each weekend we take a deep dive into what matters most. Join me each weekend for U.S. Farm Report, timely, trusted tradition. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. And as I said in the opening segment, we're going to discuss the differences between digital and analog circuits and also pulse width modulated controls. And as I was saying in the beginning that, you know, the industry throws around terms and it's, it's frustrating because they expect for a technology that, that you may not have been familiar with before and they use acronyms, and they uh, expect you to understand that and know what it is. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, in essence, very simply, an analog an analog circuit or an analog control is a varying voltage. Now, what gets to be a little bit confusing is that we use the terms analog and digital in different contexts in life, and it's a slightly different context than what's meant in engineering. So it's just like many like many words in the English language have different lang- different meanings. So you could say we had a great time at the party, right? So we had a wonderful time. 
Well, you could say World War II was a great war. It doesn't mean that it was a wonderful war. It was a horrific war. It was a large war. It was a very encompassing war. So great in that particular instance has many different meanings. And the same thing is with analog and digital. So when you're talking about circuitry, an analog circuit is a varying voltage. So if you were to look, for instance, like at a gas tank sending unit, or maybe something a little bit more uh, that you may be more familiar with. Well, I'm sure almost everybody who's listening to this has been is familiar with a gas tank sending you. But let's talk about a dimmer switch in, in uh, someone's living room or a, a dimmer switch on a dashboard of a car or a truck. All right. So that is analog. You're varying, you're varying the voltage to the light bulb. The more voltage that you send to the light bulb, the brighter the bulb is. The less voltage you send, the uh, the dimmer the bulb is. So that is an that is an analog control circuit. And if we were to use the term analog, also, if you say, "Well, I have a wristwatch with a needle and numbers on it," that is called an analog watch. If you have a tire, if you have a speedometer with a needle and the needle and numbers on a scale, that is an analog scale versus a digital scale, a digital meaning that it, it lights up or shows numbers. So if we go backwards and really look at it very simplistically, back years ago that the, the speedometer was analog, right, in vehicles, and the odometer, even though it had mechanical numbers, you could almost say were digital because it showed digits. It wasn't read with a needle. It wasn't read with some sort of indicator, I should say. And then what had happened is that we got digital speedometers and digital clocks. And you know, interestingly enough, most young people today, and I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of young people today can't even read an analog clock, so a clock with, it, with, it, with, it, with hands and numbers on it. So they could only read a digital clock. So in that in that in in that context is the word I'm looking for. That so we could say we have an analog tire pressure gauge. We have a digital tire pressure gauge. Then if we move on to an analog circuit versus a digital circuit, now an analog circuit means that it, it works on a varying voltage. And a digital circuit works on being a binary code being shut on and off. So and so years ago, we had all analog signals. And I shouldn't say we had all predominantly analog signals. And actually, the first cell phones that came out were what they called analog cell phones. That I, I had gotten, I was just dating my wife, well, the woman who became my wife, Charlotte, then I had got her a bag phone. It was a Motorola bag phone. It looked like something from uh, from uh, Mission Impossible, right? And you, it was in this bag, and you owned, unzipped the bag, and you plugged into the cigarette. That, that thing was fantastic. It never dropped the call. It never did anything wrong. It was crystal clear. And there weren't many cell towers. And that was an analog signal. So it was a varying voltage signal. And then what had happened is that the phone companies wanted to get away from that so they kept raising the rate on that particular cell phone line on service because they wanted you to go to a digital signal because they no longer wanted to support an analog signal so in essence the way we need to look at this is that we have analog and digital instruments we have analog and digital circuitry so a digital circuit is on and off, and an analog circuit is a varying voltage. And now, in 
and controls we have. And what I mean by a control, obviously, as the word implies, it's operating something. So if you have a, a, a pulse width modulated sprayer, if you have a fuel injector, if you have a, uh, a, uh, a uh, washing machine, a grain bin controller, it could either, in, in some of those instances, they could either be analog or they could be digital. But let me correct what I said because I, I misspoke. I knew what I wanted to say, but I could confuse you. If you have a pulse width modulated control, output then that is digital is not analog all right so the thing is that so in essence we have those three different areas where we have analog and digital but now why are we going to digital circuits versus analog circuits well the digital circuit is is very easy in relative terms to control because it's being shut on and off so probably the first exposure that anyone has gotten to a digital controlled circuit, controlled circuit, digital controlled, all right, because all right, it's, it's, it's controlling a device digitally, meaning turning on, off, on, off, on, off, versus varying the voltage, like the gas tank sending unit or a dimmer switch in your living room or, or in, on your dashboard, was an electronic fuel injector. So even back years ago, if you bought a car or a pickup truck that had some sem- some sort of electronic fuel injector, it could have been port injection, it could have been throttle body injection, it was irrelevant. All right, the injector was being turned on and off. That is a pulse with modulated circuit. So for our discussion today, what we are going to determine, what we are going to establish, not determine, what we're going to, it's been well determined, what we're going to establish that a pulse width modulated circuit is a circuit that is turned on and off. And the purpose to con- turn it on and off is to control its output or to operate very finitely whatever whatever it's it's controlling, if that makes sense. I use the word control twice in one sentence. So for instance, let's stick with the fuel injector before we go to a farm sprayer. Is that if you would, would a, a, a fuel injector is digital, it goes tick, 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 tick. Whenever you hear a circuit, some sort of solenoid ticking, tick, 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 tick like that, that means it's a pulse width modulated circuit. It's being shut on and off. So what happens is that on a fuel injector, electronic fuel injector, when the circuit is energized, when it's turned on, the injector is spraying fuel, and when, this, when the circuit is shut off, the injector is no longer spraying fuel. The same thing happens on a field sprayer. So when the circuit is energized, that the, spr- the sprayer tip is passing whatever you have in the sprayer tank, and then when the circuit is shut off, it is no longer passing anything, and there's no spray, no no fluid coming from the tip or whatever, it be fertilizer, fungicide, what have you. So getting back to this control logic, is that through a pulse width modulated circuit, which is a digital circuit we have the ability to very accurately <clears throat> control a something. And why I'm saying a something, it doesn't necessarily have to be a liquid, is that you could have a pulse width modulated circuit that's controlling your, your furnace in your house, 
or your boiler in your house, you have a pulse width modulated control circuit that's con- that it's a con- working with your washing machine. There's many different many different areas that you could have pulse width modulated control. So what pulse width modulated control means, as we establish, as we build upon that that definition, is that it is a circuit that is turned on and off. Now we have to introduce another term with that so there's the term duty cycle d-u-t-y hyphen c-y-c-l-e and then again like in the english language that there's many definition different definitions for duty cycle but when you're talking about electronics and electrically controlled circuit a duty cycle is the length of time that that circuit is energized and perform and allowing some i'm going to use the word work to be done the work may be prepped may be spraying fuel through a fuel injector. The work may be controlling an, a, a, a fan controller in a, in a grain bin or what have you. So pulse width modulated, is it's being turned on and off. And the duty cycle represents the length of time that that circuit is turned on. Now, very simply, is that by turning the circuit on and off at a different rate, we could, and we'll stick with a liquid here because it's more applicable for this show today instead of talking about like a controller on a boiler. But so let's say we have this sprayer and we have a pulse width modulated field sprayer. And so by controlling the on and off time, we have the ability to very accurately control the amount of product that is going to be discharged from that spray nozzle or that spray tip, whatever term that you want to use. So so when we say duty cycle, duty cycle is the length of time that that circuit is turned on. So if we had 100% duty cycle, then that means that it's on 100% of the time. It's spreading that. It's not tick, 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 tick. Now, the confusing thing basically is, is that being that inside the control unit, the controller that is operating the pulse with modulated circuit, there is something called a driver, D-R-I-V-E-R. A driver turns a circuit on and off electric so you could consider it as an electronic switch or an electronic relay with no moving parts now historically most post pulse with modulated circuits that you'll find in in on engines on on automotive meaning cars trucks semis and farm equipment works on what's called a 10 hertz signal so it means it cycles at 10 times per second and this gets to be a little bit confusing especially with a radio show is because what it's doing is it's, it's it's cycling on and off 10 times per second, but we're actually controlling the length of time in that one-tenth of a second, 10 times per second, one-tenth of a second, and it works on what's called milliseconds, one-tenth of a second that it is on. So make so the best way to teach this is forget about it being decimals, forget about being thousands of a second. Talk about this. So you have a young guy who works for you, and he's hauling grain from your farm to the grain elevator. And you tell him, and, and don't say seconds, it's hours. So we have to make, you have to make, hey, Ray, you got to make 10 trips per hour from the from the field to the grain elevator. I know it's maybe ridiculous numbers, but just bear with me. So now what happens is that at the grain elevator, there's a pretty girl. And and this Ray is single, right? Right, in, in retrospect, I should have used a different name, but Ray is single and he likes to talk to the pretty girl. 
So what he does, he drives very fast to go to the grain elevator so he could spend more time with the pretty girl and spends and drives very fast back to the farm. And then he has the, 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 the tractor really cranked up to load that truck with the auger speed high to load that truck so that he could go back to see the pretty girl. So he's still making 10 trips per second. I mean, 10 trips per hour, excuse me, but he's spending more time at the grain elevator with the pretty girl than he is spending at the farm. So that is, so his duty cycle, his duty cycle would be 90% because he's spending 90% of his time at the grain elevator and 10% of the time at the farm. So he would be on for 90%. Now, if he spent half the amount of time at the farm and half the amount of time at the grain elevator, that would be 50%. So it'd be 50% duty cycle. So basically what you need to understand is that in a pulse width modulated circuit with anything, it is, it is turned on and off. The length of time that the circuit is operating is called duty cycle. It doesn't register the off time. We only register the on the on time and it is controlled through what is called what is identified as a driver a driver in the ecu is an electronic relay an electronic switch with no no moving parts and historically in most instances the circuitry keeps keeps the power to the solenoid to the pulse width modulated solenoid the solenoid has been turned on off all the time and the driver controls the ground circuit so the ground circuit is what's being pulsed on and off. And a fuel injector works that way. A sprayer works that way. Almost every instance it works that way. And why do they pulse the ground circuit on and off? Because in electronics, it's considered to be quieter. There's less noise. You're shutting, putting the ground on and off than putting the power. So in essence, to recap, a digital circuit is turned on and off. All right, an analog circuit is varying voltage and a pulse width modulated circuit is a circuit that is turned on and off at a rapid rate to get the desired results. In this particular instance, it could be a fuel injector flow rate or it could be a sprayer or it could be anything else. This is Marty Stewart. Join me as I travel coast to coast, city to city, exploring America through his sounds and stories on Marty Stewart's America Odyssey. Then stick around for the Marty Stewart Show, bringing the brightest stars and the best music straight into your home with the help of my fabulous superlatives. It all starts Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, right here on Rural Radio. Pro Rodeo fans, watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. You never know who you'll be sharing the campfire with at Kinder Outdoors. It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Billy, if you don't sit down, those ducks are never going to come in. <laughs> we hang out with entertainers, Hall of Famers, big fish catchers, and whitetail chasers. Mr. Whitetail, Larry Weissen. I can't believe Big Billy gave my own personal bedroom here at the camp house. 
Now, if he'd just get his dogs out of my bed. Kinder Outdoors, Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. KinderOutdoors.com. If you're like me, it's all about the great outdoors. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, biking, cooking, campfires. I love it. This is Beck, your host of the Bend Radio Show. Join me every week as we get the latest outdoor news and updates. We have hacks and gadgets. Plus, hear the stories from the backcountry that empowers all of us. Catch back if you can every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here. World Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So we're going to get ready for the toolbox test now. And sadly, I will not be able to include a listener's letter today in the special delivery segment because once again, I went long in the main segment about pulse width modulated circuits. I did cut the intro down the first segment, but uh, the show goes by very, very, very quickly. But I will, I did answer that person directly through an email. So I will have that letter hopefully next week in the show. So we're going to bring Tex Rubinowitz in while you put your thinking cap on. Come on, Tex from Ripsaw Records. Yeah, right, Tex. Thank you so much. Here's our toolbox test. You really do not like to hold your grain too far, but you need to make some room in your on-farm storage for the new harvest. And the price you could get for your old crop is 10 cents higher, about 100 miles away. You push the pencil and it reveals that it would be profitable to put some wheels under it. On your third trip from the elevator back to the farm, you get detoured due to an accident that closed the two-lane. Being low on fuel, you stop at an unfamiliar small truck stop to fill the saddle tanks. They only have B20 and you fill up and hit the road. All is well until the next day when you're about one quarter of the way into the second fuel tank and the engine starts to act up. Oh no, you say to yourself, a tow home or road call will eat up all the extra profit you've made by selling to this elevator. The truck manages to limp home barely. The next morning after sleeping on it, you decide to pull the fuel filter and water separator. The fuel filter is plugged with sludge. In the shop, there was an extra filter, so you change it and the engine runs fine. You resume hauling grain, but are worried about a repeat of the event. At the elevator, you bring it up to a couple of guys, and this is their opinion. Farmer Ace knows the truck stop and says that the tanks are less than six months old, so they must have gotten a load of dirty fuel. Farmer B told you that the B20 has a cleaning effect and loosened up all the sludge in your saddle tanks and put it into the filter. Farmer C says that he does not know what happened, but you should never use B20 unless the truck maker says so. And Farmer D has no idea, but chimes in. That is why he never hauls grain too far, right? So there's always the Farmer D floating around. So, alrighty, as we get ready to get into this answer, I'm going to blow through this pretty quickly. I'm sorry because of the lack of time here. Motor mouth. Farmer B is correct. I say this because any blend of biodiesel has a cleaning effect and will loosen any deposits in the tank and complete fuel system. 
Though some of the sludge may have come from the truck stop, the fact that they the tanks were new would mean that they did not have a high level of deposits. The grain truck is older, so it has a natural formation of sludge in the saddle tanks. If the farmer used untreated fuel, that is why it took a day or so for the fuel filter to plug. So listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a great week. And if you have any questions about pulse with modulated circuits, please just send me an email at hotrodfarmer at farmmachinerydigest.com. Bye-bye. Have a blessed day. Hi, this is Rob Keck from Bass Pro Shops, the leader in the great outdoors. Join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern for Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Join us every Saturday as we answer the call, that call to preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, presented by Bass Pro Shops, only on Rural Radio and the Sirius XM app. Your adventure starts right here. The Market Day Report, five hours of news that matters to rural America. The markets, the lifeblood of information for farmers and ranchers. Global markets are really in turmoil yet again today. We drill down past the numbers and see what's moving these markets. When this thing starts to turn around, you better look out. And a weather report tailored to fit the needs of family farmers. Very active weather day across the majority of rural America. Market Day Report, weekdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to a very special show. Country music history comes alive with stars, songs, and stories. You know, we're blessed with great stars here on our show tonight. The face and voice of country music on TV and radio. Having a good time? This is going to be fun. Country Music Hall of Fame member Ralph Emery. Sunday right here on America's only agribusiness and western lifestyle network, Rural Radio. There's more to come here on the Ralph Emery Show. We know you love rodeo as much as we do. And now, with the Cowboy Channel Plus app, there's a whole lot more to love. So whether you're listening to live rodeo action from across the country, browsing the archive to catch up on past events, or following along while you listen on the radio, we want to hear about it. Shoot an email to patrick at rfdtv.com to let Rural Media Group founder and president Patrick Gotch know how you are using the Cowboy Channel Plus. Don't have it yet? Sign up at Cowboy Channel